Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, it's another great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and yes, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it, just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. And I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity for me to be with you, wherever you may be listening to this message. Thank you. I am grateful for you. I'm excited for you. And I am anticipating that you will be excited about what comes from this interview today and from this time together. Well, you know, I take a moment to give that minute and then I take a moment to give God glory and to thank him for life and strength and health to be able to do what I do, to be able to continue to have this show. It's going into our 14th season now and we are so grateful that the show now is number one self-help show, not only on the radio, but we're getting such a great response globally on the podcast. So I want to thank you Each one of you who are listening, you, 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 for making it such as it is because you have been the one who have told others about this show. You have been the ones who have let people know in your network, hey, you got to tune tune into Dr. Jolly's show or you got to listen to that podcast and so many. So I thank God for life and strength and health and, and I thank you for helping this show to continue to grow. I want to also encourage everybody to make a point to follow me wherever I am on social media so you can get updates about new and exciting new developments. Lots coming down the road. Lots of new stuff. So uh, Facebook at Willie.Jolly on Facebook, on Twitter at 
at uh, Willie Jolly on Twitter. Remember, my name is spelled W I L L I E J O L L E Y dot com or WillieJolly.com or the Win with Willie website. And then on Instagram at The Real Willie Jolly. And then Monday nights, every Monday night on Facebook Live with Happily Married Mondays with the Jollies. Join me and my bride as we talk about lessons from 36 years of marriage, having had an argument in over 33 years, and many of those lessons are found in our popular book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And then Saturday mornings on Facebook Live with the Jolly Good News Report on the Jolly Good News Facebook page with good news to uplift and encourage you. And then Monday through Friday on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell across America uh, at 820 Eastern, 720 Central. Well, we got a great friend and messenger of success, uh, achievement, and how to grow your business uh, is my guest today. Melinda Emerson is the small biz lady. She's America's number one small business expert. She's an internationally renowned keynote speaker on small business development, social media, content marketing. She's the president of Quintessence Group, an award-winning marketing consulting firm in the Philadelphia area serving Fortune 100, Fortune uh, 1000 brands who target small business marketing. Uh, Link then named her a top voice in small business and entrepreneurship. In addition to being a former New York Times columnist, she is frequently quoted on great organizational journalistic expertise uh, places like the Wall Street Journal, Fortune, MSNBC, CNBC, Fox News. She is the host of the uh, hashtag small biz chat live and the small biz chat podcast. She is a prolific writer. If you look her up and, and Google her, you'll see she has over 5,000 articles on her blog, succeed at your, as your own boss, succeed at your own boss.com. And her small business weekly advice is widely read reaching more than 3 million entrepreneurs each week online. She's the best-selling author of Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, and her latest book is Fix Your Business, a 90-day plan to get back your life and reduce chaos in your business. And Forbes magazine named her as the number one woman for entrepreneurs to follow on Twitter. And one thing I, I want to talk a little bit about today is her 12 P's on running a successful business. So she's got it all. This lady is dynamite. You've seen her on television. You've seen her all over the uh, online systems and circuits. The one and only Melinda Emerson. Melinda, how are you? Dr. Willie Jolly, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. I gave him the thumbnail sketch of who you are, where you come from. Tell us a little more about Melinda Emerson and how you got to be the small biz lady. Well, I'm not sure if you left anything for me to tell. <laughs> well, where'd you grow up? You know, I don't know where you came from. Where'd you grow up? Are you from Philly? I am not. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, actually. I'm uh -huh. the oldest of four children. Um, my parents were from Alabama and Mississippi, which is 
why you do still hear a slight southern twang in All my right. voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means I know how to cook, too, because I'm from the South. My parents are from the South. All right, now. So I am very professional, but I definitely can burn, too, so I just want to put that out there. But, uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I went to college. I went to Virginia Tech. Uh, I have a broadcast journalism degree from Virginia Tech. Uh, when I came out of college, I started my career at the NBC station in Pittsburgh. Wow. And after one year, um, I went to the NBC station in Philadelphia, which is how I got here. Ah. Um, and I worked in TV news for about five years. And I got to tell you, you know, it was my dream job. When I was in college, I was like, I want to be a producer, the top five television market. And I got to Philly when I was 23, my second job in the business. And But what I learned from that was that you got to be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Mm. And so I ended up working in TV news, and I hated it. I mean, it was so funny because... So it went from your dream job to a, I hate this. It went from uh, getting headaches on the way to work on Mondays. I mean, it was terrible. And I was like, I got to get out of this television station before I become the big news. <laughs> you know, <laughs> before I'm about to be the big story on Action News, so I got to get out of here. You know, and literally, um, when I was 26 years old, I basically had a laptop, a fax machine, and a dream, and I came home and set up shop in my basement and started my business. Wow. Quintessence Group, which is still in business 21 years later. Um, and, uh, you know, it has just been an incredible ride, you know, so that's wow. how I got started. I like business. that. I started with a laptop. A fax machine and a dream. Come on, somebody. That's it. That's it. That's all I had. And I had the prayers of of, of lots of folks because, you know, there were people who thought I was a nuts for leaving the, the, the business. Right. Because people worked their whole career to get to market for television, you yep. know. Yep. But I knew that God meant for me to do something else. I knew it. And I was like, if I stay here, I'm going to start acting like all these people here. So I got to leave. Wow. Um, because it just you know how you 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 can have a job that becomes soul sapping, and yes. that's what my job felt like. Wow. Well, you know, maybe it's because you weren't in the right place doing the right thing at the right time with the right people. You, it was good. It was a dream event initially, but you realized over time that it was the old saying, I put my ladder on a wall only to find out later it's the wrong wall. I thought I was doing good with that wall, but I found and grew and expanded. And then you go on to become the number one small biz expert in America. Well, how did you become the small biz lady? Well, so (laughs) that's a great story too. So, um, I started my business in 1999. By 2002, my business was doing really well. I was I was married then. Um, I was able, my, you know, my ex husband was able to leave his full time job at GE and join our business full time. Wow. We had we had about eight or nine employees and offices in downtown Philadelphia. We probably had another ten to fifteen regular freelancers that worked with us. I mean, we were jamming. We were doing well in 2003. I made the Philly 100 list, which is like a mini version of the Inc. 5000. Wow. My business was number 29 on the Philly 
100 list that year. And so we were doing really well. Things were going right along. We had, the, you know, a lot of big contracts. And plus, I was still really young, so I was getting a lot of press, um, you know, top 50 women in business in Pennsylvania, top 30 leaders under 30 in America, like all this stuff. And then in 2005, I got pregnant with my son, mm. which was wonderful. We were excited, but I ended up on bed rest for six months with a high-risk pregnancy. Wow. They thought my baby had a heart condition, and so it really put the kibosh on everything. And you have to realize, 2005, Wi-Fi was not in people's homes in 2005. When that, I got sent that's home, right. I was just at home, okay? And so... I, it was really, really hard because I have to be honest with you, Dr. Jolly, I was the worst workaholic you ever met. I mean, mm. I was terrible. I used to leave church on Sunday and go to the office and work four or five more hours. I mean, I was horrible. And I honestly believe that God had my, had us get pregnant yes. so that he could stop me. <laughs> and put, and put you terrible. down in bed rest and say, now, how yeah, you like it now? Now what you going to do? Yeah, right? yeah. And so, but but what I realized in that time when I was home laying on my couch, because that was basically all I was allowed to do, I realized the most expensive mistake you can make in business. I had built a business that couldn't run without me. Ooh. I had created a culture where you had to come ask mama, you know what I mean? Like, so mm. everybody would do anything I asked, but nobody proactively did anything. Wow. And so the year I was pregnant with my son, we almost lost everything. Wow. And so it was like, I mean, it was terrible. And, and but, but every kick is a boost, Dr. Jolly. I mean, oh, say no, that no. again. Say that again. Every kick is a boost because let me tell you what happened. So when I got sent home for six months, I started taking notes. It was the first time I had ever stopped and really started thinking about what was going on with my business versus working in my business. Mm. And when I stopped to do that, I started taking notes. See, my journalism training was such that I am a copious note taker. I don't have a phone call that I don't take notes from, right? So mm -hmm. I started writing down all the mistakes I had made. Mm. Man, the list was long. It was cra I was like, we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have hired that person. We shouldn't have paid so much for that. I mean, it was just like I started writing these things down. And those notes, two years later after I had my son, became the the structure with which I wrote my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss, in 12 months. Wow. wow. Because what I realized in that time was that I would have run my business better if I had had better advice. Mm. But back then, the only advice people talked about related to money and stuff on TV was like, you know, Susie Orman was on TV, Gene Chasky was on TV talking about, you know, financial planning and 401ks and stuff like that. But there was nobody in mainstream media saying, look, you want to start a business, here's how you do that. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to be right back. You're listening to the small business lady, the small business lady on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We got more for you. You got to hear these 12 Ps. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for sure, your best is yet to come.
this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And yes, it is time to grow your business, fix your business, expand your business, and you can do it even in tough, challenging times. My guest is a person who has done it. She's taught people to do it. She has expanded people's businesses. She has helped to grow businesses all over the globe. She's the number one small biz expert, and she is dynamite. It is Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady. Well, you were telling us that you uh, uh, you got a... I love this. I realize that every kick... It can be a boost to your business if you learn from it and grow from it and are open to expand from it. So that's what you did. And out of that came uh, this bed rest that you had to have because you had a high risk pregnancy. And as a result of being on the bed on your back for all those months, you say, okay. Let me think now, what can I do better that this business has to get better and I don't need to be the only one who can run it. And you built a different culture and you wrote a book and the book became a bestseller. Tell us the rest of the story because the book is Dying Old Might, Dying Old Might, Dying Old Might. It is called uh, Become, Become Your, Your Own Boss. Become Your Boss in 12 Months. In 12 yes. Months. Yes. And you wrote that thing and it took off. So, well, now there's a story. Okay, come on. So so I wrote the book in 2008. That was when I finally got my book deal, and my book was due to my publisher September 1st, 2008. 
So you remember what happened about September fourteenth, two thousand and eight, right? Yeah, we had a little we had a little bubble burst and the yeah. economic downturn yes. and everything yes. went yes. to People hell. Four hundred one ks became one hundred ks, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> That's what happened. And so my publisher called me up about two weeks later and said, listen, with all these people losing their jobs and the economy in a free fall, we don't think anyone's thinking about entrepreneurship right now. So we are going to shelf your book. Wow. And your book is not going to come out until March of 2010. From 2008? 18 months. Wow. And so I was like... What are you talking about, Willis? What do you mean? All these people losing their jobs are not thinking about entrepreneurship. Are you guys insane? You know, like, what? <laughs> like, that was ridiculous, right? And I, I mean, but I was stuck, you know? It was my very first book. Right. I had spent the advance money, right? So it wasn't like I was going to buy my book back from these people. So I, it, it, it just so happened that I went to an NSA meeting, the National Speakers Association meeting. Where I met you. Yeah, right. And I was telling everybody what had happened to me. And it just so happened that Laura Stack was in town. She was our speaker for the meeting that night. Mm. And I got up and told my sad story. And she said, Melinda, listen, if I were you, I would hire a publicist and start come, start talking about that book like it's coming out anyway. Wow. She said, as a matter of fact, this new social media thing starting to get hot. She said, I really think you might want to really go in and really try to learn that and leverage it. Wow. That was what she said to me in September of 2008. Wow. So you know what? You only have to give me good advice one time because I believe success leaves clues everywhere, right? So That's right. Success she, leaves clues. She told me what to do. So I started talking to other people and found a woman who was a publicist here in the Philadelphia market who knew as much as anybody knew about social media at the time this lady knew. And then she told me that Bill Gates said if he had $2 left in the world, he would spend $1 on PR. And I think by that time I had $5 left in the world. So I said, okay, I'm going to give you my 250 Let's do this. Right. And literally she said, okay, you know what I think we're going to do? And I said, what? She said, we're going to build your brand on Twitter. Mm. And I said to her, what is Twitter? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, literally, I had never seen Twitter at this point. I was like, what? What is, what is that? She said, don't worry about it. I'm going to teach you how to use Twitter on my account, and then we'll get you your account. So for about a month, you know, we messed around on her account, and she showed me things. And so finally the day came for me to get my own Twitter account. I'm on the phone in front of my computer. She's on the phone in front of her computer. And I go to Twitter.com, and I put in Melinda Emerson. And I politely got a note back saying, oop, this name is already taken. Please select another name. Wow. Now, you have to understand my name is not common. When I was a kid and you would go to the gas station, you would never find Melinda is on one of those keychain things. <laughs> My, you know, so the fact that there was another Melinda Emerson and that that had gotten to Twitter before me and had gotten my name was deeply offensive to me. <laughs> But what my publicist said, she said, well, let's go over to Facebook and find out how many Melinda Emerson's there are. I said, how many? What? That can't even. There are seven other Melinda Emerson's in the United States. Wow. <laughs> I'm the only black one, though, and I own MelindaEmerson.com, so they all know who I am. But, yes. um, but it's funny because because I could not get my name on Twitter, 
my publicist, Kathy Larkin, said to me, look, we got to come up with a nickname for you. And I said, a nickname? You mean like Mindy or Melly Mel or something? And she said, no, fool, you're not a rapper. I'm not going to give you a nickname like that. And she said, we got to come up with a name that tells people who you are and what you do. Mm. And I said, well, and she said, how about small biz guru? I'm like, mm 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 how about small biz expert? You know, that's great keywords. I was like, mm 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 And she said, how about small biz lady? Come on. And I said, oh, you know what? I think I can be her. That can resonate with me. That listen, resonates with me. Listen, listen. It's like a superhero moniker. I fly over the city saving small businesses every day and night. And... And it was something that was so like me and her brainstorming on the phone. You know, there's these corporations that spend all this money on branding. Literally, yep. it was the two of us figured it out. And it was the best branding thing that ever happened to me because there are thousands and thousands of small business experts, but there is one small business lady. That's right. That's right. And you have, you have built that brand. It's all over. Now, let me say in to complete transparency, folks. I've known Melinda from the National Speakers Association. I've been impressed with her from afar. But my wife came in my office one day and said, this lady, she is throwing it down online. She is throwing it down. You got to have her on your show. You got to let all these people who are listening, who want to grow their businesses. She's throwing down so much good information. And so she said, this stuff she is throwing is helping people. You should hear the businesses that have grown. That's why I said, when she said that, I wanted results. What kind of, she said, you've got to hear the results. People are growing, doubling, tripling their income, even in tough times. I said, okay. And I got the materials. Oh my gosh, this lady is off the chain. So, so you, you wrote the book, Second edition now, I believe. Second edition, and we working on the third. My point is, is that you have to understand how many copies of that book I had to sell for that book to still be in print. Wow, wow. So you know, and so. So what did you tell people to do? Well, what I developed was a six-step system for people to transition from having a job to starting a business. Okay. It's called the Emerson Planning System. So step one of my system is I want you to develop a life plan before you ever start writing a business plan. Because I want you to think about what you want out of life and then start a business that's going to allow you to live that dream life. Mm. In fact, I love that part about the book. That was one of the things that just caught my attention was just the, the almost the beginning of the book the mm -hmm. opening part of the book it was this piece about how to use this book uh this book covers everything from starting and running a successful small business when i wrote it uh the nature of business was quite different social media was not the powerhouse it is today become your own boss in 12 months starts with life planning and clarifying your personal financial picture. Then it shifts to helping you identify your target customers and developing a marketing plan. I thought that was so wise when I read that because that's exactly true because you tell stories of people who, I love the story about the lady who created these scarves and the <laughs> scarves were beautiful and unique and Someone said, oh, man, that's a great scarf. Where'd you get it? And the lady said, I made it. She said, I want some. My husband or my wife is a buyer at a, 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 a store. store. And the mm -hmm. wife saw it and said, oh, I love these. These are outstanding. I need 200 orders 
ASAP. Well, but this woman's making them by hand. So then she's got to start and figure out how to do it. And then she gets the order. And then she gets the purchase order. And they start sending her money and saying, we want to do it. Now they got a timeline. She got it. And then she says, well, I'll get them done. I'll get somebody to do part of them overseas. Not realizing about customs. And about oh, yeah. and 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 she ended up in ruin, financial ruin, because she did not have a life plan to go with her business plan, and it, it was so profound how you shared that story. Talk about that. Talk well, about you know, there's a lot of times. Sometimes people have hobbies, and they want to turn a hobby into a business. And you got to be careful of turning something you love into a business because when it becomes a business, it might not be so fun anymore. And you really have to think up front, what do you want? You want one pizza store or do you want a national chain of pizza stores? I mean, literally, you got to think about that because the infrastructure that you have to build, the level of financing and things you have to be thinking about, if you need a partner, can you do it yourself? Because you have to understand that you're going to have to grow yourself to grow your business. Mm, say that again. You so must. So much stuff. You got to grow yourself to grow your business. And there's so much stuff out here that are booby traps waiting for you. There's trap doors everywhere, and there's so many ways to get to bankruptcy in business. I mean, and so you want to make sure that you are constantly educating yourself on how to run a better business because there's always another level. There's always something else to learn. There's always, I mean, if you want to go into a franchise, you want to buy into a franchise, you have to have a franchise attorney. Your cousin that's an attorney is not the right attorney to look at your franchise agreement because there's no scarier contract in the world than a franchise agreement. Mm. And so these are the things you learn, and sometimes you get to learn them the more expensive way, or sometimes you can leverage somebody else's hard-learned lesson. Hold that, that thought. We've got to take a quick break. This is so good. I, I went over time. We're going to be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life or a setback is a setup for a comeback or turn setbacks into greenbacks or chicken soup for the soul or an attitude of excellence or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last and now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the audio the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater 
personal, and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. This is Dr. Willa Jolly, and I'm back with my special guest, the small biz lady, Melinda Emerson. And you were talking about how you got to grow yourself to grow your business and how you've got to understand these parts to the Emerson plan, is it called? Emerson planning system, yes. My six-step system. Mm-hmm. All right. So number one is get life a plan. life plan. Get a life plan. Number two. Financial plan. Listen, banks do not loan money to start up businesses. So the money to start your business is going to come from your right or your left pocket. Mm. So if you don't have any savings, if you're walking around with a whole bunch of credit card debt, if you're blowing money on stupid stuff, you got to stop doing it. And really, you got to cure your addiction to your paycheck because that's the first thing you got to do. Mm. Because it takes, on average, eighteen to twenty-four months for a small business to break even. That's not replacing your corporate salary, ladies and gentlemen. That's breaking even. So really, you don't get to the point where you can take a regular salary from your business usually till about year three or even year four. And so you've got to be prepared financially to figure out how you're going to manage all that and not lose your home, you know, or not lose your wife or husband who's going to be upset because you're spending all this time and money in your new business. I'm telling you, folks, it's hard. Now, I want to say that she is giving you the logical, rational way to start a business. Someone, I was on an interview just the other day doing an interview on some program, and they said, well, how did you start your business? Oh, no. Actually, the lady asked, how do you move from corporate America to start your business? And I said, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. And I, I wish at that moment I had the interview that we're doing now to be able to say, you got to listen to this interview from Melinda Emerson because she can tell you how to do it. I did it the non-traditional crazy way. $200 in my, my bank account, quit my job and said, I'm going forward. Now, I had to hustle. I had to grind. I had to work. There are going to be stories like that, but that's the the type of stories where you don't sleep at night. <laughs> you don't well. you don't get you you hustling all the time. But if you want a logical, rational way to build a business, then I want you to make sure that you get this book. By the way, before we go too far, let's talk about where they can reach you, where they can get access to you, where they can get your books, your products, because some people are going to be jumping on and some got to jump off and they want to know right now how they can reach Melinda Emerson. Tell them all the contact ways they can get you. Well, you first of all, my website is succeedasyourownboss.com. But honestly, guys, if you can't remember that, all you got to do is Google Small Biz Lady, and you will find me, everything about me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram as Small Biz Lady. On LinkedIn, I am actually Melinda Emerson. But I'm easy to find, and certainly I'm always online, so you can find me. Um, But definitely, if you're interested in my books, head over to Amazon. All my books are available on Amazon. And Become Your Own Boss is still in bookstores. If you've traveled to the Barnes & Noble, you'll find my book there. All right. Excellent. I want you all to follow her. Uh, Do remember uh, succeedasyourownboss.com. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And then look up Melinda Emerson. If you Google her, uh, all small biz lady, I mean lady, small biz, the small biz, B-I-Z, folks, 
B-I-Z lady. Uh, you'll find her or her social media. Now, you were talking about a plan. So get a life plan, then get a financial plan. Right. And then after that, that's when I want to start talking to you about the business. Okay. So I want you to evaluate your business idea. And the, so the third step is validate your business concept. And what I want you to do there is look at what skills you have and then what skills you're going to need to run this particular business. I do not advise people start businesses that they don't know anything about. You need to make sure that you have some experience and some contacts in your industry. You also, and a lot of times I tell people, go work part-time for a business like the one they want to start so they can really understand what it's going to take. Don't start a restaurant because you like to eat. Start a restaurant because you know something about running a restaurant. Or you've worked in one at least. Yes, definitely, because you'll learn something, and you might even figure out what your unique value proposition could be based upon looking inside somebody else's. So I think it's really important for you to make sure that you have experience and that you're really clear about what it's going to take to mount this business. Then once you do that, I want to know who your paying customer is, because if everybody can use your product or service, no one will. You need to pick a target that you can actually hit. So I want you to figure out who your niche target customer is before you even start working on your business plan. Figure out who your target customer is. Chances are you've got a half-baked business idea, and you need to go back to the drawing board. Mm -hmm. Half baked, so you got to think through it. You know, sometimes on Shark Tank, I'll see somebody come on. I watch Shark Tank, by the way, folks. I've learned a lot from Shark Tank, and uh, TD Jake says the same. I watch Shark Tank to, to learn about uh, business ideas, and many people come with these businesses that are not quite thought through. And uh, the, the 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 Shark Tank team will say, "Well." You know, somebody else could do that, okay? There's nothing that makes you stand out. You don't have anything that you've thought through. So you've got to think through your business and validate it. Validate it. Is this got value? If you know, ever you ever see a uh, maybe a Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or, or one of the re uh, stores my wife likes, uh, uh, they come to a, uh, a community, you know they've done market research on that community. You know Absolutely. they have marketed and done f real deep research because they want to know is this business going to be able to be supported by the community? Okay, so you validate your business, then what you got to do? Then what I want you to do, once you have your marketing plan, because I want you to figure out who your niche market customer is, and then I want you to figure out who they are and then why are they going to buy from you. So I want you to figure out your value proposition. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that I want everybody to understand, the marketing strategy is about creating some value in your business that is not easily duplicatable by your competition. That's what I was talking about with Shark Tank you see sometimes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, I mean, if you're just going and buying purses and reselling them on Amazon, well, anybody can do that. Right. And mm -hmm. so you've got to make sure if you're just a graphic designer, who cares? Are you a graphic designer that specializes in educational materials? Well, that's a graphic designer that can get business all day. Right. Right. So you've got to think about what that niche is for you. And then once you have that, it's time to finish the business plan. But honestly, your business plan will be a third done after you get that marketing plan done. Mm. 
So then I want you to finish your business plan. That's step five. And then step six, I want you to launch your business while you're still working. I believe in people being side hustlers first. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent of that. I do not believe in folks quitting a job to start a business. That's crazy. You need to work and learn. You need to work your business and learn on somebody else's dime as long as you can. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I, I've told people to, to learn from my friend Simon Bailey, who I met when I was speaking in Florida. He was working for Disney. He said, I want to be a speaker. I said, well, I wouldn't recommend you do it the way I did it. Now, I understand I have to give people context, too. I had been an entrepreneur for many years before I became a employed person. So I had run a recording business. I had run a record studio, a recording studio. I had, uh, I had all sorts of businesses. I'd been an entrepreneur all my life up until I was 30. Then I got married and an opportunity came for me to take a job, uh, get health insurance and all of that. And so I took a job for a year and then I went back to being an entrepreneur. So I quit and I had you know, $200 in the bank and then, but I had skill sets on how to build a business. So I think Melinda is giving you wise counsel, particularly if you got to get your feet wet as an entrepreneur, because it's a different thinking. It's a different mindset. It's a different way of seeing the world. So start your business while you get income. Start doing it on the side hustle, which is what Simon did. Uh, he left. He, he worked on uh, Disney during the week, and he did his speaking on the weekends and built a speaking business. And once his speaking money got close to his regular his income, salary, right. then, then he was able to jump off. And that's the right way to do it. Now, obviously... Everybody doesn't have the luxury of that, you know, because of downsizing and retirements or forced retirements or whatever. But if you have the luxury to keep working, yep. do it. All right. Do it till it hurts. So, you know, I mean, honestly, because I'd rather you go without sleep than go without a paycheck. Right. And so I want you to figure out how to do both as long as you can. You know, everybody's working from home, so that makes gives you a little bit more flexibility. But you also have to figure out who your team is going to be that can respond to people and, and maybe continue working on, you know, sales opportunities while you are working the day job. Because your day job does still need to be your priority. It cannot become more of a priority than your your business cannot become more of a priority than your job. You must keep your job. Got to keep long as, you as long as you can to keep the money in and and health insurance. That's a big one. Absolutely, that, it's a big one. It's a big one, and and that was a big uh, play in in my not staying with my earliest entrepreneurial activities when I got married, started a family, and then. My wife took over the health insurance when I went back to entrepreneurism. And then when I drew her or hired her or really stole her from <laughs> that congressional office, we had generated enough revenues to be able to take over that health insurance. With little kids, you've got to have it. Okay. You absolutely have we, to. We, we've got, we got to talk about these 12 Ps because I, I, I gave them a, a little a little tease, but, and I want to make sure we get through these and then we'll go back to some of the other questions I have on my list. But what are the 12 P's? Oh gosh. So the 12 P's are what I think it takes to go from running a business to building a business that can run without you. <laughs> and that's real. 
That's so right. that should be everybody's goal. You should be able to retire yourself by building good processes and systems in your business. So the first P is preparation. And the reason why I call it preparation is because you have to be ready. You have to have made the decision that you're ready to fix your business. Mm. Because I don't believe you don't know what's wrong. I believe you haven't gotten sick of it yet. Mm. So that 800-pound gorilla employee that aggravates everybody in YouTube that you haven't fired yet, that one, you need to deal with that. Or you know you need to put people on payroll, you haven't done it, so you're put, risking your liability of your whole livelihood because the IRS catch you, you're going to pay five times what you should have paid those people. So, you know. Oh, you mean like paying them under the table? Is that what well, you're talking Well, no, paying people as contractors when they actually should be being paid as employees. Mm. I let the IRS catch you doing that. And they're mm. cracking down on people for that kind of stuff. Miscategorizing employees is one of the number one things that the IRS is looking for. You know, so you just got to make sure that you're running a big girl, big boy business, so that you're handling wow. business in a business-like manner. My um, wife loves when you say that kind of thing because she is a, a stickler about taxes, the employee taxes, making absolutely. sure. Absolutely. You can go to jail faster for not paying payroll taxes than not paying income taxes. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back with Melinda Emerson. She's going to give you the rest of these 12 Ps that are going to grow your business, grow your wealth, and grow your success. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me. When you need me. You can call on me. Call me. You can call on me. Pick up the phone. You can call And call me. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. 
I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly with the small biz lady. She is throwing it down. Look, we got one more segment, so I got to get these points in so y'all can grow your business because I want y'all to be wealthy. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be wise. I want you to be successful and I want you to leave a legacy. So let's go through these 12 P's. Preparation. Preparation number one. The second P is purpose. Mm. And purpose is important because a lot of people think you need passion to start a business. Let me tell you something. If your passion don't have a profit center, it don't matter. <laughs> so what I want you to think about is your purpose, and that's your why. But how I get to that is I want your mission and your vision and your passion. That's how I get you to purpose. Mm. So that's where purpose comes in. And it's really about why are you starting this business? But then if you've been in business, why should you still be running it? Mm. that's what I want you to think about because a lot of times people keep running their business because they don't know what else to do or because they're leveraged to the hill in debt. Right. That's not enough of a reason. Wow. Okay. Next. You have to have something you're doing that you're fixing. So now once you get past purpose, then we got to look at your people, right? Because mm. if you got people, you got a potential for problems. But it's funny because a lot of times, every entrepreneur I know got a complaint from me about their employees. Right. But here's what I want you to know. To me, there's four kind of people problems. You need people and you don't have them, or you got the wrong people working for you. And we as small business owners, we're good for hiring people and just throwing them the keys and saying, good luck. We don't believe in training and onboarding people properly and then have the nerve to get mad because they don't perform well. Mm. But, the, but the fourth people per issue Oh, let's go through them. You need them and you don't have them. You, you have them and... You, you have the wrong people work for you, so your cousin that need a job, you gave him a job. Okay. Next time, just give him a check. Don't give him a job. Mm-hmm. And then you have to develop a plan to onboard and train people. Statistics show the more training you provide employees at the start, the longer they are to likely stay with you in your business. And in the book, you talk about how much it costs to replace people. Oh, my gosh. It costs you a lot of money every time you got to replace somebody. It's a fortune. It's usually double whatever you were paying. Wow. At least, depending on the level of employee. But the fourth issue is what kind of boss are you? Mm. Are you a good boss? Are you a bad boss? Are you the kind of boss where everybody knows what kind of day you're having by how you're talking to everybody? Mm. Does your family know what kind of day you're having by how you talk to them? Wow. 
Yeah. That's exactly right. I, 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 on my other uh, radio show, my daily radio show, I talked about a dentist uh, who, who one day the whole team came in and quick on the same day, everybody. And he said, well, this is the busiest time of the year. I need all of y'all. They said, we out. And he said, why? And they all said, your attitude, how you treat us, how you talk to us. And he bought one of my books. It only takes a minute to change your life. And he said, that book changed his thinking. And he reached out to me maybe a year later after he had read the book. And he said, your, your book changed my attitude. And my attitude changed my business. I'm now mm. successful and I want to thank you for my book. And he told me the whole story. So wow. you're right. What kind of boss are you? How do you treat people? How do you talk to people, and particularly in stressful times? Okay. Well, because people don't leave jobs. They leave people. Ooh, they try to deal with you. That's why they quit. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so don't fool yourself, right? Wow. But then after you get done dealing with your people issues, I want you to deal with profit. Because mm. profit is how we keep scoring business. It's not about what you make. It's about what you keep. Mm. So you got to make sure that you know how much profit is in every deal. You have to know what the cost per lead is, the cost per sale is. You got to really be on top of your money rules. Do you pay invoices just when people give you an invoice, or do you have two days of the month that you pay invoices? Mm-hmm. I only write checks on the first and the fifteenth. I don't care who it is mm. because I do that to manage my cash flow. Do you have money rules in your business? And more than that, are you in a position to take any form of currency? You got to be able to take credit cards. You got to be able to take, you know, now people don't want to touch people with cashless stuff. You got to make sure that you're set up to take any form of currency. Everything. I tell people, what do they say when I, I, I'm working somewhere, I'm speaking with, we aren't speaking right now, but when I do, I say I take checks, cash, credit cards, firstborn, whatever you got. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the struggle is real. All right, so what's next? So after your profit, what I want you to look at is your processes. Processes. What makes your business run? What has to happen every day, every week, every month, every quarter? Mm. Document your stuff. If you're walking around with how your business runs in your head, you if you get hit by a bus, your business will cease to exist. Absolutely. Uh, I, I want to put a pin there. I keep talking about my wife, uh, who is just a brilliant woman. She's done that so efficiently, effectively, that Les Brown and so many other speakers call her and say, can you train my people on how you've created these systems? And she's created a whole new website called Back Office Boss. And I'm just, I'm just so proud of her because she just tells people, here's the back office stuff. Here are the systems. Here are the file folders. Here are the colors. Here's how you do it. Backofficeboss.com. I want to give I that. Love it. All right, I go love ahead. it. I'm going to get her on my show talking about that. There you go. Sure. All right. All right. So processes, okay? Processes. After processes, then I want you to look at your technology, your productivity. Mm. Because there's an app for that, right? So yep. why should you spend your time doing 20 or $25 an hour work when your time is billable at 250 an hour? Hmm. But there, if you leverage technology more effectively for things like email, invoicing, follow-up after sale, um, you know, CRM, your customer relationship management, you've got to be using technology, even your banking app. Are you using it? Mm. You know? Are you using reminders? My favorite app that I've been using is this app called MixMax, M-I-X-M-A-X, and it works on top of 
Gmail. Mm. And I love it because instead of going back and forth with people about what time they want to get on my calendar, I can send them uh, what my availability is. They click on it. It goes on their calendar, my calendar. Boom. No more back and forth. I love it. Mm. I love it. And it's, it's got a lot of other features to Mixmax, but you've got to find tools to save you time and money. Mm-hmm. And that is what productivity is about. And if you go to fixyourbusiness.com, I've listed out the technology that I like, that I use, that I've already tested so you don't have to. Because the problem now is there's so many apps, you don't know which one to use. Right. And sometimes you're using only 10% of the app because you got the wrong app. So I took the time to kind of delineate a lot of that. And if you go over to fixyourbusiness.com, you can get my secrets about the tools that I like. FixYourBusiness.com, folks. FixYourBusiness.com. Okay, next. All right. So after productivity, the next thing I want you to look at is performance. Mm. What are you measuring in your business? Or better yet, are you measuring anything in your business? Mm. Are you looking at your Google Analytics? Are you looking at your email open rate? Are you looking at your sales cycle? Your, your, what, what's closing that you're pitching? Are you, measure, are you using Facebook ads or Instagram ads? Do you know how effective they are? Are you checking what's converting? Are your landing pages working? This is all the stuff you've got to look at. Because if you're not measuring your marketing, the next time you drive down the street, open the window and just throw all the money in your wallet out. Because <laughs> that's what it is when you buy ads that you're not measuring. That doesn't make any sense. Wow. All right. So, Next. so I want you to look at look at performance. What is your what are you measuring? Then I want you to look at your product. Mm. You, what are your products and services? And I don't want you to look at them for what's going on right now. I want you to look at them for how relevant are they going to be three to five years from now. Mm. What are the trends in your industry? What's going on? Are you a taxi driver when Uber's going to come on and put you out of business? You know, it's like. You need to make sure that you're staying on top of what your customers need in the future. Oh, are you a are you a blockbuster in a Netflix world? Come listen, on, <laughs> listen, listen. That's the truth. And so you want to make sure that you're paying attention to this stuff. What new technology is coming down the pike is going to change your industry or make your industry obsolete? You need to know before it happens. All right, we got two minutes. I got to get these last few in here. In these all next right, two all minutes. right. I'm going to hurry up. I'm hurrying. So after you look at your product, then I want you to look at your presence, and I mean your online and offline presence. Your mm. website is your number one sales tool. Focus on your website. If you don't have any very little money invested in your website, make sure it looks good and it loads quickly and looks good on any device. 24% of people do all their shopping on their phone. Make sure your website looks good from a mobile device. The next one I want you to look at is prospects. Mm. Your sales process. How do you get leads? What happens when, you know, Someone's interested. Do you have sales funnels? Do you have a salesperson? Do you need to hire a salesperson? All of this stuff I talk about in my book, Fix Your Business. So I walk you through how to hire your first salesperson. Because if you're the only person in your business thinking about how your business makes money, you are in trouble. Yep. 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 And then the, the um, number 11 is planning. I know y'all hadn't updated y'all's business plan in forever since you went to the bank trying to get that loan. But it, instead of treating it like a historical document, right, let's develop a one-year strategic plan for your business every October. Do that. You know, and I loved how you said every year I redo my business plan or I upgrade it. I read that. That was great. Absolutely. You got to because you have to plan for success. It will not just happen to you. 
All right. And number 12. Number 12 is perseverance. Mm. You have to stay strong enough, long enough to win. And mm. you've got to be able to take a punch. Mm. <laughs> you got to be able to Come take on, a punch. Come on, girl. Listen, Mike Tyson said everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> but listen, it's true in business as it is in real life. You have to make sure that you are ready to weather the storm. And we're doing that now. Wow. You know, the great interviews, they go so quick. Our time is up. Where can people reach you, Melinda Emerson? I am Melinda Emerson on LinkedIn. I am Small Biz Lady on all social media handles. If you want to go to my website, it is succeedasyourownboss.com. And don't forget to grab my book, Fix Your Business. It's going to walk you through even more information about the 12 P's of running a successful business. Fix your business and become your own boss in 12 months. Melinda Emerson, thank you. You're awesome. And I want to thank everybody for listening. This is one of those ones I wish I had another hour because we got so much more. Well, y'all stay connected to me. Follow me on The Real Willie Jolly, on Willie.Jolly Facebook, on uh, Willie Jolly at Twitter, and then go to winwithwilly.com. Winwithwilly.com. Sign up for my newsletter so you get the free daily messages we send your way have a great day a great week on purpose and remember your best is still yet to come you enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire, or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.